Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I just felt most of the time like I didn't want to live anymore and I didn't want to be on this planet. I was very mentally unwell. I was drinking heavily. I didn't want to live on a daily basis and I was 28 stone in weight. There's Tyson Fury, the man, and then there's the Gypsy King, the entertainer. And it's totally two different people. He said, if one of you go down, God forbid, he said, I'll ask you to get up and move to the left, move to the right. He said, show me you're okay. I put both hands on his shoulders, looked in his eyes and said, I'm okay. I think it's over. Is he going to get up? Can he get up? He does. He said it was his destiny. And you begin to wonder. Heavyweight brilliance, heavyweight occasion, heavyweight radio. How about that? Welcome to Wilder Fury 2 Fight Week here in Las Vegas. I'm Adam Catterall. This is Fight Night. And this is our daily diary. Every single day this week, we are going to bring you a little bit of an excerpt uh, from what is going on in Sin City as we build up towards this super fight. It goes down in the early hours of Sunday morning. We've got it live and exclusive on TalkSport. Make sure you come and join us. Our programming on Fight Night gets underway at 10 o'clock uh, in the evening with Jake Wood and Spencer Oliver bringing you a three-hour program. And then from 1 o'clock in the morning, we'll be live from the Grand Garden Arena. Make sure you come and join us for that as we build up with the biggest names uh, in Las Vegas. And and obviously culminating in that big fight between Wilder Fury, the rematch. Now, I'm currently at uh, Top Rank's head office because I've come to go and speak to Tyson Fury. That conversation happened a couple of moments ago, and I think it's only fair that we give you a little taste before you hear it on TalkSport this week. Good to see you. Thank you very much. Let's, uh, let's talk about the preparations for this camp. Um, there's been a few changes. Talk to me about what Sugar Hill has uh, obviously brought this time and what's he added to the Tyson Fury arsenal. Sugar Hill has added a little bit of sugar to this already good cheesecake and it's going to be even better on the night. He's obviously renowned, that gym's renowned for that, that power punching, dropping those big right hands. Is that a hint? Maybe, maybe not. You know, I've all, I was always a good boxer beforehand. Okay. I'm still a good boxer now, so don't expect me to come out being a brawler because I'm not. Of course. But um, it's going to be a bit different this time and I'm going to keep it all under me hat until the fight. Regarding... Come out and dance around for 12 rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Complete boxing. <laughs> Slipping and sliding, touching and moving. Stick and move, rack, stick and move. Why not? Why not, eh? You know, probably get another draw again if I win every round. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, regarding strength and condition as well, you're looking... Lean. Well, you're looking, you're looking a lot fuller. I was, I was watching an interview the other day and you, I don't know whether it was the T-shirt that you were wearing or whatever, but the arms are looking quite big as well. So talk to me about that. Has there yeah, been changes uh, in prefer- yes, preparation? Yes, I've got a new nutritionist and, and cook. Um, George Lockhart, he's worked with a lot of good athletes before. He works with Connor, doesn't he? Works he with works with Connor, yeah. yeah. Um, but eating six meals a day, believe it or not. 
and I'm more leaner now than I was at uh, 18 stone in my last fight. Right. And I'm weighing 18.11 this morning. So, yeah, lean, mean, fat grilling machine, George Foreman. <laughs> Shout out, George. Uh, yeah, so I'm feeling good. Yeah. Feeling strong. Um, that's it, really. I'm well hydrated. I've ate well, ate clean. I've had nothing I shouldn't have had. And I've been to bed early and got up early. So, yeah, it's been a really good preparation. I've had really good sparring. I've had, uh, Christian's been here as usual mm. had plenty of uh, strength conditioning work we, we'd done about a month five weeks at home strength block before we came then I had two weeks off over the Christmas period in Las Vegas got acclimatised to the time zone yep. and then I've had uh, by the time the fight comes around we'll have had eight weeks in camp as well of uh, training twice a day six days a week the warmer weather's going to help as well training out there warmer weather always helps mm-hmm. um, positivity with a bit of sunshine and that so it's, uh, it's definitely been a good camp. I'm glad I came to Vegas to mm. do it. Following that, with us being at top rank, I decided to go and speak to the head honcho, Bob Arum, a man that has promoted in his day Muhammad Ali. Just let that sink in for a minute. Mr. Arum, thank you so much for your hospitality here at uh, top rank head offices. Obviously, we're in your office at this moment in time. So before we talk about Wilder Fury 2, which we're all excited about, I want you to talk through this picture that's behind me because it's absolutely unbelievable. A lot of history in that picture. It was taken in 1971 when uh, Muhammad and I were at in Pennsylvania uh, in the Poconos and we picked out the land for the Muhammad Ali training camp. Uh, we got bought three acres and uh, he constructed the camp on those three acres, and that was his training base for the rest of his career. And that picture was taken by my then eight-year-old son on a little camera. And a pretty good picture, and we blew it up. (laughs) And and then years later, at my house here in Las Vegas, uh, Muhammad and I signed the picture. What a picture that is. Unbelievable. And obviously that is now a, a venue where a lot of fight fans go on pilgrimage, don't they? they Absolutely, they go, yeah. they go and visit that area now. And a lot of great memories from that training camp. Well, well, talk to me about memories of that heavyweight, because that's the greatest heavyweight of all time. By... Well, well yeah, I have to understand, uh, he was not only a great athlete and a great heavyweight, but he was a great personage. Uh, he had... So so much influence with what he said mm-hmm. that changed the world that he really uh, uh, rose above sports and boxing. Uh, he was a wholly different kind of figure. Yeah. One of the iconic figures of our time, uh, like Mandela, uh, like Martin Luther King, uh, people like that who made a tremendous contribution to uh, make society a better place. Do you see any similarities whatsoever with Tyson Fury? No. I mean, the only similarities between Ali and Tyson Fury is they were, they both were highly intelligent. Uh, They uh, are extraordinarily articulate. Ali talked in sound bites, but they, he, they were magical. And Tyson talks in paragraph, equally mag- magical, but Tyson is certainly not uh, the, the worldwide political mm. figure that Ali became. Regarding this fight, 
the rematch. We've all been waiting for it. 14 months later down the line, we're finally getting it here in Las Vegas. How do you think it plays out? Well, I think it plays out differently from what people think. People imagine that the fight will be uh, Tyson Fury giving him a boxing lesson and uh, uh, Wilder uh, being patient and waiting to land the big punch. Mm -hmm. I don't think, not that I know, I don't, because I don't want to get involved with his tactics, but I don't think it's going to be that way. Mm. I think Tyson Fury knows that if he gets in there and he busts up Wilder and makes Wilder take a lot of punishment, then either he'll be able to knock Wilder out, or if he doesn't, Wilder would not be able to be as effective with his one-punch power uh, because he will have taken shots, shots to the body and he would be really damaged. So again, I don't know, but I really think uh, Tyson Fury is going to be much more aggressive in this fight than he was in the first. Being in America, you really do notice, obviously, the popularity of Tyson, but it's also quite obvious as well that he's maybe the more popular fighter than Deontay. Would you have liked to have promoted Deontay Wilder and would you have done it slightly different than how it's been done? Well, of course I would have done it slightly different but I, again, I don't know what the facts <coughs> were on the ground and I don't know uh, sometimes you say, well I would have promoted him this way or that way but maybe he wasn't willing to be promoted that way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. In other words, I've had very little contact with Wilder and the only thing I have to say is I've been pleasantly surprised by the way he conducts <coughs> himself at press conferences uh, and with the media. He's highly intelligent as well, mm -hmm. and he's very well spoken. So I tell everybody, I got two athletes who are super salesmen. If it's Tyson Fury that wins, and yeah. it's Deontay Wilder that pulls the plug, yeah. would you look to make the Anthony Joshua fight? Anthony Joshua is not an elite fighter. Nobody who gets knocked out by Andy Ruiz is an elite fighter. Anthony Joshua is fighting Kubert Pulev in June, and Pulev will knock Joshua out easier than Ruiz did. You know, you can say that... Andy Ruiz, the second time, was fat. and the, I promoted the vast majority of Andy Ruiz's fight. He's an ordinary heavyweight, maybe a little bit better than the average, but that's all he is. And Anthony Joshua, to get knocked out by the likes of Andy Ruiz, means that he's not elite. Now, before the, the Ruiz fight... You could have argued that he was elite, but you can't argue that anymore. That is the truth. And all the bombast and the nonsense that comes from Eddie Hearn is not going to change that. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You can hear the full extended interviews with Bob Arum and Tyson Fury on our exclusive shows that we're bringing you this week as part of Heavyweight Week on TalkSport. We get underway 7pm UK time on Thursday night. We've also got a show on Friday live from the weigh-in which gets underway at 2pm uh, here in Vegas which will work out at 10pm over in the United Kingdom. And then, of course, uh, we've got fight night starting at 10 p.m. on Saturday night, right through to the early hours of Sunday morning, where you'll get live exclusive commentary of the fight itself. So make sure you're a part of everything that we're doing throughout the course of the week. Make sure you subscribe to our socials as well, because we're going to try and get you as close as we possibly can to this fight, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Twitter, or whether it's via this podcast. So make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes or do it via the TalkSport website. Now... My partner in crime was in the building today. He's buzzing around like the Tasmanian devil is uh, Gareth A. Davis. So I caught up with him and another prominent figure in the world of boxing. I'm sure that if you're into your boxing, you will have come across IFL's YouTube channel. These guys have been covering fight sports for such a long period of time and they are the market leaders in the digital age. So I decided to catch up with Coogan Cassius, Gareth A. Davis, to talk about the magnitude of this fight week. G-Man, good to see you. You too, Adam. It's great to be here in Vegas. Um, gotta say, minute I got into the MGM Grand for this fight week, you could see that it is a big occasion. Yeah. Four giant posters in the vestibule where the taxis pull up. Obviously, the lion there is always with the ring. Um, there's just a feel about this being one of those really, really big occasions. You know, all the way back to Mike Tyson fighting there, to Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, and Ricky Hatton that we had, of course, for in our in our era as well. But there definitely is a big feel about the MGM. You can just feel it. There's something in mm. it. There's a buzz at seven o'clock in the morning. There's a, there's a little rumor going around actually that an, another fight has actually been added to the undercard. Have you heard this? That uh, Gareth A. Davis uh, from uh, from the world of uh, international media. Uh, is going to be taking on uh, a man that has uh, revolutionised the way that boxing is covered in the world of YouTube, uh, the one and only uh, Coogan Cassius from uh, IFL. I'm led to believe that that is in the works at this moment in time. How close are we? I'm 198 pounds right now. <laughs> if he can get down by about 30 pounds, it's on. Because Co- I'm not fighting Coogan at 200. Coogan Cassius at 240 pounds. Coogan, the trash talk started about five minutes ago in the top rank office. Um, how, how close are we to making the fight, mate? It's like punching my dad. <laughs> 
I couldn't do it. Listen, it's like punching my son. We and if I get enough it. money to punch Coogan, I will do it. I couldn't do it. I respect Gareth too much. No, I couldn't punch him either. I need a reason. I, and I'm looking at his face right now. I wouldn't like to damage that beautiful visage. Oh, Dad, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, son. Listen, you two, you two cover fights all over the world. Not necessarily just boxing, but mixed martial arts, everything. You're covering everything. Coogs, I'll come to you first. Regarding this particular fight, where does it stand for you, for everything that you've covered historically? Where does this one stand amongst the others? I was just listening to Gareth talk about the whole MGM thing, and I think it doesn't matter how many times you come here, the moment you first walk into the MGM on a fight week, mm. you kind of realise the scale of the fight, and Gareth was bang on. It's like poster to death everywhere, and that's what we want to see, the big lines in the ring, the big do not cross here, otherwise you'll get turfed out messages on yeah. there, and it's... It does have a feel of a huge fight in a world where we talk about these heavyweight fights like Joshua, Wilder, Fury, etc. Don't forget, we're getting to see Wilder Fury for the second time in 18 months, which is incredible. Mm. And these are the two of the biggest players in the game that we're get, getting to see, not back-to-back fights, because we've had to wait 14, 15 months, but we are getting to see it. But, but what hap- what's happened in those 14 months is that Deontay Wilder wasn't as well-known Tyson Fury wasn't given the chance when he stepped into the ring. No one thought he was going to do what he did against Deontay Wilder. No one knew that he was going to come back with this display of brilliance. No one knew there was going to be so much controversy and this kind of rise from from the ashes in the 12th round, out from, from the grave almost. So we've got a much bigger event now that rightfully, even though they were two undefeated heavyweights of the era, of the era Anthony Joshua hadn't been beaten the last time they fought. Mm. So there were three of them. Now we have a fight that's taken on legs of its own and it is being compared to 1971, Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier. Muhammad Ali coming back from the Vietnam War draft ban um, against uh, against Frazier, who'd usurped the world heavyweight title at that time. Two undefeated heavyweights. Um, It does bear comparison with Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis, with Mike Tyson and the Holyfield fights. It's got that feel about it. It's generational. It's going to resonate um, on Saturday night, when the winner's hand is raised, it will resonate. That person will become known as the leader of this generation of heavyweights. And that's, that's what this promotion has taken on. We, we often speak, don't we, that we, about meeting fighters during fight week when they bring on the masks, when they're, when they're doing the bronze bomber or they're doing the gypsy king and they're ch- changing into fight mode and what have you. And that's when we probably make a little bit of an assumption of how we think Saturday night might play out. Coogs, when, when you are speaking to fighters during fight week, because you do spend a lot of time in gyms and in, not when they're aware from fight mode, you know what I mean? And they're very different human beings. When you're speaking to them in fight week, do you get a different type of interview when you're speaking to them? Do you get a different sense from them? Uh, Gareth will probably agree with this, that fight week interviews aren't necessarily the best ones. No, they're never the, the best ones. They're not, no. they're not, because they're doing so much yeah. media that you kind of get a version of what they're talking about. And it... It doesn't always feel the same. If you're lucky enough and you're doing it kind of week in, week out, you might catch a bit of gold, which I'm sure obviously Gareth has in the past and I have. But normally fight week interviews are not ideal. It's a bit like today. Tyson Fury did a 40-minute interview with myself and about 20 other guys from the national media. And you can tell his ennui at the beginning of it, his Mm. boredom, that he knows the same old questions he's been asked before are coming. And there's moments of lightness in it. But he's literally just going through. He's been told you're going to be there from 3 p.m. to 5.30 today, and you're doing 17 interviews, and he's just getting through it, whereas we have a little sit-down over dinner, different stuff comes up. 
you know the the the, the lines about regulating oneself, the the lines about dipping your regulating, regulating oneself. Have you ever, the, have you heard, the, ever heard it re- referred to as that? Well, I'm not sure. Recently, <laughs> I've but Gareth, I go back to uh, Dusseldorf, and yeah. if you look at the media that was actually in Dusseldorf, there wasn't compared about six to journos. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There was no YouTubers. Yeah. I remember you sitting with John Fury yeah. till two in the morning. I think I left you one night in the bar, yeah. and he was talking to you. And in fact, he had you in a headlock at one point. Do you remember that? I was there that night. I'm still feeling it now, Gareth. <laughs> um, no, but he was playing. By yeah, the way, of course, I hate of course. he was playing with you. But it it was you could go in the restaurant mm. at that time yeah. and sit with the Fury family. Which we both did, yeah. have have a Coca Cola and have a meal, and there were no PR people around. You just sat there till I, till nine o'clock I at night just, in the week of the fight. Yeah, absolutely. I after the Wayne did like an hour and a half with Tyson, just sitting him in the restaurant, like yeah. Gareth said. Like, there's no chance of that happening here no, in no. Vegas. But I'm just saying, the, but look, get look this, how big get that this. fight was. After yeah. the fight, so was, after the fight that night, when I went to my room in, in the, we were both staying in, in the fight hotel. I ended up in in the elevator in the lift with. Paris and Tyson going up to their room at the end of the night. I didn't go up to their. I room. beg your pardon. I didn't, but they were on their. No, they, they were on their way. It's like that's how. Yeah. Small scale it it's, was. It's changed so much yeah. in five years. But from your point of view, covering this on a week by week, day by day basis, is that the beauty of this sport? How how close and intimate you can get with these athletes that are absolutely loved by many many people back home. Yeah, it is the most accessible sport. If you kind of you work it you right that, yeah, if you yeah. do it right absolutely and it's I think a privilege as well it's an it's absolute an, privilege but there's, there's certain things that go with it as well and you know very well as I do and you do Adam um, that there is a way of interviewing people there is a way of being around people and it's about respect at the end of the day yeah. Yeah. they need to respect you but they need to know that you respect them and then you're on a level playing field it comes down to and something obviously Gareth's a little bit older than me but gaining trust yeah. is actually the key it doesn't to be honest it doesn't make you the best interviewer in the world or you ask the best questions if they trust you and they respect you you're kind of ahead of anyone else in that game and they see what you do with the material you get I mean you and I you've I mean let's be honest you've asked me before you've got interviews with people and you've said do you think I should put this out and I say no don't and you say I'm not putting it out then yeah. because it will be perceived in a certain way and you were in a gym or it was being a laugh or it, was, it wasn't something that was for public consumption Th- and it's those kind of moments of trust that allow you to continue that relationship Th- there's been moments over the last sort of 10-12 years where a lot of the best footage I've filmed I've never put out because I might have gone to Tyson are you sure you want that out and his attitude might be yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And same with a few other fighters. No names mentioned, Billy Joe Saunders. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've gone to them and thought, do you want this out? And people don't know this, but they're going, if but if I think it's bad, this is what I'm saying to you. If yeah. I think it's bad, it must. And I'm not putting, putting it out on my own channel. Please believe me, whatever mm. they're saying is bad. Mm. But it's not, you know, listen, it might get me half a million hits or whatever. It might get it's you whatever. It's not about that at the end of the day. Though, that. Yeah. It ain't about that. So sometimes, and I'm sure you've done it as well, Gareth, you have to kind of, you have got to protect the fighters because people like Tyson and Billy Joe, sometimes yeah. they're so unfiltered. Where they well, they're not media trained, are they? They're not media trained. Footballers go through this process of learning how to deal with media, don't they? Whereas fighters aren't, they're fighting people. I, I don't, I, I will go a little bit further than what you just said. I, I don't protect anyone. I, do, I genuinely don't protect anyone, but I what I try to do is because um, we all say things we wouldn't like published or put in public because you're having a laugh or it's knowing what was meant for public consumption or not. It's knowing whether um, 
Like if Tyson's it's got in the public simple, interest. That's, it, that's it, right. Whether it's You're in right. the public interest, because we've all had a night out when you wouldn't want it published. Do you know what I mean? Everyone has. So you, I think what, it is, what, what you're saying to as long as you can attest to the fact that there's an honesty about why you're reporting that thing. Like, you know, Tyson Fury has said things in the past that got him in enormous trouble, remember? Um, but I think if he said something to me, because he says a lot of things that are wind-ups as well. Do you know what I mean? A lot of things. Um, you know, like the regulating yourself, all that stuff, dipping your hands in petrol, all the stuff he goes on about, it's for headlines, it's for fun, it's, they've dreamt it up in camp. If he says something, I think, God, that's a bit weird or out of character, I'll check him on it. Mm. You've got to check people on it. You know, and if they say, no, 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 that's what I really believe, okay, they're going with that then. And that's fine, but I think it, it's a very delicate balance. It it's a the, very, very the, delicate balance. The more they are comfortable with you, the more what Gareth's saying is true because they kind of open up and they lo lose themselves into kind of a, a chat mode. Yeah, and I've heard Tyson Fury say some absolutely outlandish things. Do you remember when he told a load of reporters that he was setting up camp in Australia. Yeah, he was moving there. He's, no, he's moving, moving to there. Australia to set up camp in Australia and they're all frantically making notes yeah. and I was thinking to myself, half of me thought, is he? That, that, that was the Klitschko <laughs> press conference yes, in Manchester when he got his belly yes, out. Yeah. And I remember that actually because it, it was a little yeah. exclusive we all yeah. had with him and which we kind of didn't believe him really. But don't you remember a journo in, in the ranks who'd been sitting and then brought it out at the main press conference? Yes. Yeah. And it was like, but, th but a lot of people had already printed that. They were going to go with it. Um, and I just think that's... With that, though... Part of the fun. Remember when, he was, remember when he retired and then told us an hour later he wasn't yeah. retiring? But on that, does he bring the most fun because of that? Totally. Sitting here just about an hour ago was in the seat I'm in here at the top-ranked offices was Todd DeBuff, uh, Bob Arum's um, stepson with his second wife, with Lovey. And Todd said was reminding me how he'd said, because I was here in the office round about the days when they signed Tyson Fury. They'd seen him on the Joe Rogan experience. They'd seen him in the first fight. And they were like, how didn't we know about this guy Tyson Fury? He is special. And what they've managed to do is take the top rank brand yeah. at the right time with an ESPN and just kind of blend it. And he's one of the most known sportsmen in America now. When so it's, it's just come about. I mean, yeah. you know, you feel it. He, and he's he's happy to play that now as He's well. once in a generation athlete. There's no question yeah. about that. And when, and when you're, you know it's a Tyson Fury fight week or you're going to his gym or you're spending some time with him, you must actually look forward to it, Keith, to, to, to do those type of interviews because you never really know what you're going to get. No, and I think that's the unpredictability in what you're saying is kind of what makes it exciting and we don't know. We're at the start of fight week here. We don't know what's going to happen come before the fight. You know, there's still another five days to go before mm. he steps in the ring with Wilder. So I haven't got a clue. You don't have a clue. We don't know what's going to happen before then. We don't even know what's going to happen. That's without thinking what's going to happen in the ring. Mm. I'm talking about between now and then. You don't know. So that part of that element of mystery and that kind of, I don't think Fury knows what he's going to say and do. That's the best thing. So if he doesn't know, how on earth are we going to know? But I think that's how Fury has kind of been consistently over the last sort of 10 odd years. So, Is that why he fits in with Vegas so much? Because Vegas is so unpredictable. Yeah, it is. Well, they say you, you, you become what you are in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, and I'm a wreck right now. <laughs> um, but no, but no. But the, the, He's only been here no, a day. Yeah, no, no but the, um, the truth is I had a bloody good night's sleep. Um, but with Tyson, he is a natural born entertainer. 
Vegas fits him perfectly. Um, and again, I think, just to bring it back to the fight, I saw a guy today, again, who's got incredible self-belief, uh, self-belief in himself as a man, self-belief in his DNA, self-belief in his boxing ability. And I say this, having come, what was it, six days ago, sitting with Deontay Wilder about yeah. this time of day in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I thought, my God, this guy looks in incredible shape, and he's got absolute self-belief. But Tyson Fury, on Saturday night, on paper, ought to be able to just win round after round after round without going for a knockout. And then we all bite our nails for the last five rounds. Yeah. On air, yeah, yeah. on Talk Sport. Absolutely. Going, just hold him, Tyson. <laughs> just get hold of him. Hit him with a jab and then just get in. <laughs> jab and grab, jab yeah. and grab, jab and grab for 15 minutes. Have you ever had the pleasure of sitting next to Gareth there, Davis during a fight? I don't know about actually sitting next to him. Mate, he's All unbelievable. The he's unbelievable. Especially when Fury's fighting. He, the instructions are there. You're absolutely... You're one of the cornermen, aren't you? I'm the referee at times. <laughs> no, but it's, you, I've, you as well, we have been screaming at a referee before to stop fights, absolutely. by the way. His, um, when he made his Las Vegas debut against Schwartz last June, if you really kind of sum it up from the ring walk to the performance, to the, the song after. That lasted about 10 minutes, and that is yeah. the best version of Tyson Fury yeah. to kind of explain, yeah. you know, what Tyson Fury is all about. And when Gareth says that Vegas is kind of tailor-made for him, he, he's bang on, because they lapped it up, and absolutely, we were watching it thinking, you know, and all that happened in 10 minutes, the whole thing, from the ring walk, the extravagant entrance, the performance, the song, 10 minutes out. Can you, can, you, can you imagine if you were an American and you'd never seen him before and you saw him singing to Paris? Magic. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what the hell is After this? After you just you watched know? him walking in as Apollo Creed. Yeah, and he's six foot nine and 18 stone. You know, it's just unbelievable. Exactly, walking as Apollo Creed. Like, he's got it. He's got it all. What we hope is that you start to think about Tyson Fury when he isn't boxing anymore, though. That's what I'm concerned about for him. You know, this is a great journey right now, but we need to make sure, I think as the British public, that he is looked after afterwards. He's given a role, you know? Look, look at what he come out with a month ago about he's got three fights left in him, right? He said he wants to fight Joshua, Dylan White, yeah. and Deontay Wilder. And then within a week, he'd added on Derek Chisora to that and yeah, replaced exactly. him, <laughs> took out Dylan White and said he wants like a farewell fight against Chisora. Tomorrow, he could add in... Otto Wallin and Did you, you not get know. my line that he gave me? It's like, I'm going to go away for 10 years after beating them all, get <laughs> fat again, put on 12 stone, come back with the next generation, um, give me a 12-week training camp, I'll lose the weight, I'll get back in and I'll beat the next generation. You know what I but say? I wouldn't put that beyond him either, by the way. A lot of stuff that Tyson says, I think 50% of it he says for effect and he knows that, listen, if you've been around him, you know, hang on a minute, hold on a minute, Tyson. <laughs> but I think a lot of what he says, he probably believes at the time of him speaking. So, <laughs> no, but what, what's wrong with that? If he, if, he, if he believes that in the moment he's speaking, should he not say it? I don't know, but I'm saying half and half. Listen, the only reason he can jape about at the end of the day is he's so talented as yeah. a boxer. That's the only reason he can mess about, because otherwise he would be a fool. But every time he steps in that ring, and this sounds strange, and I saw it when he fought Klitschko. I saw shapes that Muhammad Ali made when he fought Klitschko. I remember writing it that night. There's something special about him. We might even see a shuffle from him on Saturday night, you know? It's the kind of thing he just does, you know? He's got that much ability, you know? Um, he's an extraordinary human being. That's, that's my experience of him over all this time. And you sit there with him on the Monday of a fight week, and he's just not worried about fighting the guy on Saturday night. The guy that put him down twice. Yeah. It's, it's extraordinary. When, 
when Joshua lost to Ruiz, and it was quite well publicised that the, in that camp he kind of uh, took himself away from everything and kind of put his head down, and that was quite evident. Mm. And there, there are sim similarities between Tyson doing it this time, even though he obviously didn't get beat in that fight. I think it is a case of like changes to the team, but kind of trying to lock themselves away and just kind of do their thing and, you know, in that same way that Joshua did. I'm not saying they've, I'm not comparing it to that situation, no, but I'm just saying from that. From a mental point of view. Yeah, just focus on what needs to be focused, make the changes and uh, give yourself the best preparation, which we hope and believe he has done. Listen, and he's given up the Diet Cokes. That is the huge thing ahead of this fight. Come on. When have you given up your Diet Cokes, Never, Adam? never. <laughs> so there you go. Another fantastic day here in Las Vegas as we build up towards this super fight of the weekend between two undefeated heavyweights. The next podcast that you get tomorrow uh, will feature the grand arrivals. That's right. We're going all Hollywood in Las Vegas. We're getting the red carpet out and we're welcoming these two gentlemen uh, to the Las Vegas crowds. The fans will be out, so we'll catch up with a few of those. Hopefully we'll get a take of how the fans think this fight is going to play out, obviously, at the weekend. And who knows, you might get to hear somebody playing the roulette wheel as well at some point in the MGM Grand. So make sure you subscribe. That's the most important thing so you never miss out on any of this content. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on the TalkSport website. And I'll catch you tomorrow for more from Sin City. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.